Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 772 of the Juicebox Podcast. On this episode of the Juicebox Podcast, Jennifer Smith and I will be giving you another episode in the Bold Beginning series. Today, we're talking about journaling, which though I got confused a little bit, isn't about writing down your feelings. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. The Bold Beginning series begins at episode 698 and includes honeymooning, adult diagnosis, terminology part one and two, fear of insulin, the 15-15 rule, long-acting insulin, target range, Food choices, pre-bolus, carbs, stacking, flexibility, school, exercise, guilt, fears, hope, and expectations, community, and today's episode, journaling. If you're looking for that list, it's available at juiceboxpodcast.com or on the private Facebook group in the feature tab. The list actually has like the episode numbers with it, which I guess I could have just said, but I felt like I had to rush to get, you know, in before the music ended. Anyway. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. If you want an insulin pen that has much of the functionality that you find with an insulin pump, you're looking for the InPen. Learn more at InPenToday.com. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke HypoPen. Find out more at GvokeGlucagon.com forward slash Juicebox. Well, Jennifer... We are so close to being finished with the Bold Beginning series. Yay! We are going to record today. What we have left is journaling. Mm. And then we have supplies, like technology, durable medical stuff, which I thought was a great idea, talking about how do people actually get these things. A little Mm -hmm. bit about insurance, and then we're going to talk about carb guidelines and food impact. So we only have... Four topics left. Yay. Yeah. I feel I feel like we've accomplished something. We, we have. How many months have we been at this, do you think? I don't even know. Honestly, all of my months, they run together, and I have no, probably three. I feel like we started like summer-ish, right? I'm going to look because I'm actually interested. I'll figure it out while we're talking. Cool. Okay. So- can I just admit something right here? Sure. The list has been in front of me for quite some time, and journaling has been at the bottom. And the entire time I thought, well, people want to talk about writing their feelings down? <laughs> then I thought, okay, if that's what everybody said, we'll do it. And then, of course, today I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's not what they're talking about at all. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. I was like, and when you said the name of it, I was like, journaling. What kind of journaling? <laughs> I journal and it doesn't really reflect on diabetes, but sometimes it does when I'm journaling about that. But that's not in my journal. No, like, I, I, I swear to you, <laughs> I was so disappointed with myself when I started reading. I was like, oh, they're talking about tracking food and doing a food journal and a carb journal and a bolus journal, journaling diabetes stuff. And I thought yes. that never occurred to me because- you know, I don't do that, <laughs> but there I, you go. but I do see people's, com- you know, people's comments 
tell me that for, I think, certain, I guess, certain brains, right? This is mm-hmm. probably incredibly important. So the first comment I have here is, I counted carbs and tracked in a food journal like crazy for almost a year. I would record everything my son ate and what happened to his blood sugar afterwards. This was kind of helpful to distinguish patterns. It was very stressful when things were not working correctly. But, oh, here we go. I would never food journal again if I knew better. Hmm. And that, and I say, I don't say, hmm, as if like, well, gosh, why not? It's just sort of like, I think everybody, again, you said personality. I think there are some people who can collectively see something happening. They take it in and it gets filed in that place that they know they can pull it out and use it Hmm. and they don't have to write it down. However, there are people in terms of like kind of learner along with personality. There are some people, their learning style is they get it once they've written it down. Mm -hmm. If it's written a couple of times, it's then in that place in their brain that they can draw from and they probably don't have to write it down anymore. Right. Yeah. I I wonder if the message after we get through this is going to be that if this is how your brain works, this is probably amazing. And if it's not, it might feel like torture. And I think the other piece to it, too, is people who have a little bit more consistency in what they do Mm -hmm. um, probably would benefit from this, regardless of personality or learning style. They're the, they're the person um, or the family that could get a lot out of. We have soccer every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We always eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, and then dinner is these different meals, but there are like five of them. Great. Journal it. Figure it out. You will see patterns, yeah. I, I guarantee. Mm-hmm. But the person who has a very random schedule and... You know, I, I bring up nurses sometimes because the nurses that I've worked with often have variable scheduling. Mm-hmm. They might work overnight and then they might be off for two days and then they might work three shifts in a row, different times of day, and then they might be off for another two or three days in a row. While you might get something out of food evaluation, you may not get much out of time of day evaluation because there's so much that's variable day to day for them. Um, So I think, you know, you kind of have to pick and choose. What are you also trying to figure out? Mm -hmm. You know, journaling the thousand things that might happen in your day, you're going to get overwhelmed with that. Yeah, you're not a computer, right? Like you can't, you you can't write down (laughs) so much data that you can't compile it and make sense of it. But so what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. If you have a more repetitive life, you'll probably more quickly be able to see the patterns. And if you have an incredibly variable life, what you might end up with is a lot of numbers and lines and dashes that you can't make sense of. Correct. Interesting. And sometimes because it's your own data, you sort of get lost in it, right? Sometimes it it helps to have an unbiased look, um, which means then that hopefully you have a good care team that you can go to and send data to for evaluation same I don't see anything here. Can you please try to pick this apart? And, you know, when I'm looking at someone's data, sometimes I say, I don't know. It looks like there are a lot of variables in the picture. <laughs> so let's try this and this to start out with. Well, right? I'll tell you, that's an, it really important to bring up because, I mean, in full full transparency, probably a half a dozen times a year, I send something to Jenny and say, 
I see this. Am I right? Because right. I'm living it and watching it. You're you're too right. It's micro macro. Like sometimes you get too close to it and you can't see the big picture anymore. And mm-hmm. I'll, and like I, I I wanted to make this switch a couple days ago, and I said to Arden, "Hold on a second, I'm going to check with Jenny." And she goes, "Do you not know if you're right or not?" And, <laughs> which I don't think like filled her with a ton of confidence. And I was like, "No, this is the right thing to do." But let's just tell somebody else first who who thinks about it the same way. So right. that we don't start turning a bunch of knobs and get too far away from where we are because we're so close right now. And right. she's like, whatever. And I was like, okay, I don't it, by the way, just to digress for half a second, did you hear the episode that she did recently? I listened to I think I got through three quarters of it. Did you get yes. to the part where she wouldn't give you credit for the oat milk ice cream? I didn't get to that part, although I have seen many comments about what's this ice cream that Jenny recommended? And I was like, it, it's tasty. I guess the biggest reason was when I recommended it for you guys was trying to find something that was comparable in taste that she wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this crazy lady recommended something that's it's horrid. It is totally not ice cream to me, right? How long, so, how long are, is the hair on Jenny's legs if she thought I was going to eat this? And, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But um, but she just ended up really liking it. So I was like, yeah. awesome. I was like, hey, give her credit. She goes, I'm not involved in this thing you do. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, you have to get to it. It's hilarious. Uh, okay. So the next comment here is, is super interesting because it goes the other way. Getting a scale and a notebook was huge for our family as well as staying as organized as possible was. We had a little makeup, oh, we had a little makeup organizer set up on our counter in the kitchen with everything we needed. So it was very easy to reference then oh, and with a notebook right in front of them. We would write down all of our carbs and insulin doses, times, et cetera. And that really helped to make sure we didn't both accidentally give her something. Oh, that's interesting. A little redundancy too. Mm-hmm. And reference back to the book. If something weird with her blood sugar happened that we could figure out better after seeing, oh, what was Mm -hmm. going on with the insulin versus the food that she ate? Get a good scale to help with carb counting. And that's there, you know, in terms of the whole idea of journaling, therein lies, I think this person brings up a good, a good fact that sometimes actual physical written journaling you can flip back to easier mm-hmm. than the databases upon databases that allow you to do the same thing in an app because sometimes the apps become cumbersome to try to track through and page back and forth between one day note and then trying to find another days of note yeah. where if you have it just written down you can kind of easily page back and forth um i know a lot of people use like the sugar mate because partners or caregivers or whatever, you can see what every person is logging. And then you can see in the day and you don't really have to worry about that redundancy or, oh my goodness, did I give it? Did somebody else give it? What was done? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are multiple ways to journal or I guess record diabetes, if you will, sort mm-hmm. of like texting diabetes, but <laughs> recording diabetes, if you will. <laughs> I So when there are plenty of times throughout the weeks where my kids look at me funny because I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, I have to go upstairs to my computer. And they're like, you can do it on your phone. And I'm, I, I don't want to. I, I don't like I don't like that. And 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 they they're like, you're old. And I'm like, you say whatever you want. Like, I want it big. I want it in front of me. I want to be able to look at multiple things at the same time. I don't want to be flipping back and forth. I, right. I, I take that point 
Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I would, I would be better with it. Interestingly enough, I'd be better with it where I could just reach back three pages and go, okay, Monday. That, that mm-hmm. would, that would be easier for me. Absolutely. I mean, I did that and I'm very glad and I recommend this to a lot of the women that I work with through pregnancies. I journaled my entire first pregnancy, mm-hmm. the whole thing, all the foods every day, day and time of change of insulin doses and everything that I noticed. It was enormously beneficial when I was pregnant with my second. Okay. Enormously beneficial because I could go back and say, well, this time of the first trimester, this is about what started happening. And then I didn't feel as crazy, right? With what I was noticing. I'm oh, like, no, this is okay. normal. I I did do this last time, or I did see this last time, or I did stop doing this type of thing last time about this point. So when something that's so out of the ordinary happens, even though it's happened to you in the past, it still feels very out of the ordinary. And it was helpful to go back and say, oh, no, this this happened the last time. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially because there were a number of years before between my kids. And so, you know, memory lapses Mm -hmm. entirely. Right. (laughs) So that's nature's way of allowing you to get pregnant again, I think. There you go. I guess. Yes. You don't remember all of the stuff you do, right? Oh, let's do it again. (laughs) If you remembered it, you'd be like, no, thank you. That's okay. (laughs) One's enough. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. Do words like current glucose, dose calculator, active insulin remaining, dose history, activity log, reports, and glucose history make you think about an insulin pump? They probably do, because that's a lot of the functionality that you get with an insulin pump. But I just read those words from InPenToday.com, which is a website where you can learn more about and even order the insulin pen known as the InPen. This pen is special because it connects to an app on your phone that gives you the functionality that I just spoke of. Now you may think, oh, well, something like that, Scott, has to be incredibly expensive. But in fact, you may pay as little as $35 for the impen. That's because Medtronic Diabetes doesn't want cost to be a roadblock to you getting the therapy you need. And so with the impen access program, you may pay as little as $35. This is something you can learn more about at InPenToday.com. While you're there, check out the app. Great breakdown of the pen that's there. You can see all the parts and pieces, the who's-its and what's-its, everything you need to know about InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. When you're ready to try it, scroll to that part of the screen that says Ready to Try, and you'll be that much closer to getting your insulin through a pen that connects to an app on your phone and gives you the functionality you're looking for. InPenToday.com. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information, visit inpentoday.com. Now, 
Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Okay, here's one from somebody that says, uh, oh, hold on a second. While I mute my phone, like I've never made a podcast before. Sorry about that. Um, with everything overwhelmingly journaling, journaling saved my tired brain from remembering everything. Okay, so while everything was overwhelming, journaling saved my tired brain from remembering everything. I keep everything in there. Food, bolus, timing, dosing, carb counts, questions to ask. Oh, questions to ask in an appointment. Mm-hmm. They, they use this thing like a Bible then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that, that is sense. good in terms of connections with your care team, because if you do on a day have, gosh, I really, I should ask about this. Is it a question that needs to be answered now? Then reach out now. Mm-hmm. If it's a question that you're going to bring this journal in, in a month or two months when you have your next visit, because they were just things you wanted to go over, but are really not as necessary to get an answer to right now, then you don't have to remember all your questions. Yeah. My my mom just moved from the East Coast to actually to where Jenny is to live with not to live with Jenny, but to live with my brother. No. <laughs> not that my brother lives with Jenny, but they're in the same state. Anyway, um and my brother's been a little overwhelmed. And we had a conversation mm-hmm. yesterday where I said, Listen, you've been lucky this far. You haven't dealt with a lot of health issues. And right. and he's like, Well, there's phone calls and I'm talking to doctors and they don't do anything you want them to you know, you have to ask three times. It's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's how this is. So um, so I said, look, make a list. Mm-hmm. And I said, because if you think you're just going to walk in that doctor's office and remember to say everything that you need to say, it's not going to work like that. I said, you right. have to have a list in front of you. It's it's interesting how, you know, the one thing I'm realizing as I'm listening to people and talking about how they're journaling and listening to you talk about it is that I would have benefited from it. It's just that my brain doesn't, <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know how to say this actually, but I, like my my printing, my my penmanship is mm-hmm. her, is horrendous. Like I don't mean not you know worthy of being hung up somewhere. I mean I write things down and then I don't know what they say. Them. Yeah, I have things written in front of me from yesterday. I don't know what they say anymore. <laughs> and so it's kind of like Doctor Chicken Scratch, really. It's, it's like it's <laughs> like something I'll tell you because. <laughs> And and I wonder how much of that thwarted me from ever trying it because I Possibly. have I have written things down before and I'm like well this is useless I don't know what this says um, mm-hmm. I've tried slowing down and writing slower it it doesn't like I can't do it like the first three letters and then I, I get bored <laughs> I'm like come on let's get this out and and I can't get back to it so okay. and had you had at you know I mean. Arden was diagnosed long ago, long enough ago that there really weren't the tracking tools that we have now right. where it takes your handwriting out of the picture. It does allow you to keep it all in an app again or someplace that you can actually read what you wrote down. Then. <laughs> well, that is why I like being at a computer because I can go back and actually see it. Also, my you make a good point that my my book back then might have said, woke up, screamed into pillow, cried. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Chased Arden around room with needle. Went in another room. Screamed in pillow. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know how helpful exactly. that would have been exactly. I guess the tools and the data coming back really is more modern day. It 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 is definitely. I mean, even the ability to download um, 
you know, a pump or a simple glucose meter or have the CGM data drive right into a database that you can look at online mm-hmm. or that you can get notifications. Hey, Clarity tells me that I did this much better this week compared to last week, right? Um, I mean, that kind of information just, it it wasn't there. Yeah. So I use that that data like in Clarity, for example, when I'm retuning Arden's blood sugars for something, I move everything yep. to one day. I want to see just what happened today. Where was our average? What was our range today? And then as those numbers come to where I want them to be, then I open it back up and see, am I keeping it for a week? I am. Am I keeping it for a month? Good. And then I kind of build off of it that way. Yep. Those overlays or um, comparison reports, especially just, you know, talking about like a CGM from a, a one point of view, like you said, when you make a change and you're wondering if it's made enough of a difference, I always start with just compare a seven day. You made a change on this day, look seven days out, do things look better compared to the previous seven days mm-hmm. before you made the change yeah. and see. So um, you can definitely tell whether or not more stuff needs to be adjusted. <laughs> I, I cheat a little bit too. Like I'll look at seven days and just pick a number. We'll say like, uh, I don't know, variability is at 28%. And I'm like, okay, over the last seven days, that's great. Then I expand it to 14 days, and I don't even go back and look. If the number goes up, then I go, okay, well, the week before it wasn't as good. And if the yeah. number stays still or goes down, I go, okay, now I have some consistency over two weeks. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, the last person just says, please get a good scale to help with carb counting. I don't know how to comment on that because, I mean, that's a bridge Again? too far for me. But I see the value. There is value. And I think, again, I still use a food scale, but more specific to foods that they never have a label. Mm -hmm. They're real foods like um, butternut squash or acorn squash or apples or I'm kind of, you know, those summer into fall kind of vegetables and fruits or anything that you might get from the grocery store any time of the year that just does not come with a label. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot from using a food scale and, you know, a carb factor. And many food scales now, if you get a smart one, actually come with the carb factor already in them. And all you do is put the piece of food on the scale, put the code in, and it gives you the amount of carb in that portion that you're going to eat. Oh. Oh, so you yeah. put it on, like you cut up apples as an example. I throw it on there. I tell the thing, this is apples. It already knows what the carb factor is for me personally. Tells me for that food for particular. That food. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Like I, um, one in particular is, um, it eatsmartproducts.com is the website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great food scale. You want to look for the nutritional kitchen scale. It's like a square, like clear glass shape. But it comes with a catalog of about a thousand foods that each have a code. Um, And when you look at the code, then you put that in, put the, let's say apple is 205. I only know it because I really like apples this time of the year. (laughs) And I use it because they're all different shapes and sizes this time of the year. Um, So you put the apple on and it pops back. This is how much fiber it has. This is how much carbohydrate in this portion that you're going to eat. And if you are the precision kind of person, then maybe that's what makes the big difference for you. And if it does, it could be a huge benefit for you. Um, Again, I mean, I don't use it for things that might, like beans that come in a a container that I can look at. I know what a half cup looks like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing this long enough that if I don't know what a half cup looks like, 
I'm in trouble at this point. <laughs> well, okay. So I think the takeaway here is that different people are going to respond well to different ideas, but that's mm-hmm. keeping track of something somehow is, is a good idea. You don't, I mean, even look, as I joke, I don't keep track of anything. Arden left for college. The last thing I did was open up her loop app and screenshotted every page of her settings. And I, right. and I airdropped them to myself. And we right. got we got there and we made changes and I did them again. And over the last couple of weeks, as she's settling into school, I referred back to them a number of times. So Right. Well, and in the beginning, I think the good thing about some tracking, especially if you do have a honeymoon period, the good thing about tracking early is that you'll start to see those differences that cue you in to say, this wasn't just a bad day, right? Yeah. This was two days or three days of much more sensitivity or much less sensitivity. And so, you know, then something needs to be adjusted in terms of your doses, probably. Mm -hmm. And you can go forward in a much more precise manner rather than the randomness that creates more of the roller coaster up and down. Okay. Well, I'm glad we talked about this then. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. What is next? So that was journaling. I honestly can't read my own writing. It's embarrassing. There was um, there was a physician when I was doing my clinical internship, um, which I had actually I done I had done at a hospital where I was already working, mm-hmm. um, and so I knew the doctor. But he had like literally, I don't it, I would call it chicken scratch. It looks like somebody put ink on chickens like feet and they just (laughs) danced around on the page. And we got to the point of realizing some words looked the same. And then you could end up figuring out that the chicken scratch was like the, or the chicken scratch was like, because it looked the same note to note. So then you could figure out what he had actually written, but man, yeah. Almost impossible. Now I swear I looked down at my own writing and I was like, it, it feels like someone else wrote it. I have I have something in front of me right now. Oh, I know what it is. I was speaking to someone from Australia yesterday, and she said, "We in a potty," and I wanted to remember to bring it up later because she had to. She was talking about peeing on sticks to get her blood sugar when she was younger because she had had that sure. a long time, right? But as I look down at it now, it looks like it says, "Lee, Lee and Patty, maybe un." Holt, like like I, <laughs> I, I don't know what it's. I don't. I don't know what it. It could say Q, like C U E. It could say definitely not we because the first loop of the W goes down, comes up, and then goes right into the E, and then there, there's another E. The two E's don't even look the same. You can't even tell the second E and the first E are the same letter. I hope you never wrote like nice letters to your wife when you guys were dating because she was probably like, I, I, don't, I don't know, know what, what the guy's says. talking about. No. I hope he's telling them that he likes me, but I really don't know. <laughs> when I fill out a greeting card for Kelly, I sometimes print it out first and then go and I copy it because if I just start writing, I hand it to her and later she goes, hey, what does this say? And then I'll just I just read it to her or, or that or I can't read it and I just go, well, here's here was the intent when I started I don't know. It's it's terrible. It's really I don't I it's my whole life my printing has been absolutely horrible and my cursive is 
Not that anybody writes that way anymore, but it's it's horrendous. Anyway. I know they don't even they don't even teach it anymore. I, there's a lot of things they don't teach anymore. That some of it I'm mm. I'm confused by, uh, like typing. I'm amazed at the the use of iPads mm-hmm. in school for young kids. It's the hunt and peck method of finding letters to spell things. Yeah, and. I told I w- I told Nathan recently I was like we need to get it we need to get a um, keyboard to hook up to our home iPad and we need to teach them how to type, type yeah because or they are they're gonna hunt and pack their entire life <laughs> it was years of their life uh, you know watching a person text who's proficient at it is like I watch Arden and her thumbs are just like flying it's at, and they don't make mistakes. It's, fasc- right. it's fascinating, you know? So I had to teach myself to type to write my book. I really? Did, I did not know how to type. I took typing class. I did it for like a day, and I'm like, I'm dropping this. And I dropped it, and I left. I couldn't do it. So when I had to write my wow. book, I sat down, and first I typed looking, and then I would practice not looking. And then as the weeks went on, before I knew it, I could type. Yeah. I mean, that's how they teach you. We, it was a mandatory. We had to take it as freshmen in high school. Mm-hmm. It was a mandatory. I still remember Miss Adelman. That was her name. <laughs> and we had word processors. Yes. Now I'm like aging myself. No, no, that's <laughs> what we were using too. <laughs> we had word processors. A, 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 S, S, S. Like that's what we did for the whole class. By the end, you were like, oh my God. <laughs> Kelly had one in college where there was this little matrix LED screen in front of her that maybe held like 15 or 20 characters and you would type and they would come up in front of you and then they would disappear off to the left. And when you got done, you hit save and it was on like a floppy disk, if I remember correctly. And then you had to put the floppy disk in and hit print. I mean, you didn't even, you couldn't even go back to see if you made a mistake or it was, and that was like high quality back then. Think about that the next time you complain. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com forward slash juice box. If you're looking for an insulin pen that does more, check out the InPen from Medtronic Diabetes at inpentoday.com. And don't forget to fill out that survey for me at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. If you're enjoying the Juice Box podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also enjoy it. That really is the best way to help the show grow, thrive, and continue. Tell them to look in their audio app, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. If they don't know what that is, send them over to juiceboxpodcast.com or take their phone from them and show them yourself. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.